Welcome to the Witty and Gritty podcast. We are in our author mini-series, and we are so excited today to have Ashley Morgan Jackson on talking about her book, Tired of Trying. Thank you for coming on the show, and welcome, Ashley. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. If no one knew who you were, give us some things about you. What do we need to know that makes you you? Okay, well, first, the most important thing is uh, I'm a goofball. So <laughs> probably, you know, if you like to laugh a lot, then we will probably be friends because I really love to laugh. I mean, that's probably not the highest thing about me, but, you know, with my love for the Lord, I love him. <laughs> and um, and then I work for Proverbs 31 Ministries um, full time right now, and I am on their social media team. So I have also a deep love for social media and I know we can all have a love-hate with that, but um, I like the way that the Lord can use social media. So I love that. I'm also a mom. I have two little boys. Well, they're not as little as they used to be. They're um, 13, and my second son is almost 10. So they're getting bigger. And yeah, I just am excited to say I'm an author at this point. It's wild. (laughs) Yes, it's officially official. You're a published author. People can hold a book in their hands that is written by you. It's a big deal. (laughs) I don't think people understand the long road that it is. And then when it finally happens, I published a book and everyone's like, (laughs) (laughs) so true. I love that you're a goofball. That's what we are here to on the podcast. So everyone's like, yes, we love goofballs. Come on. (laughs) So your book is called Tired of Trying, and the tagline is how to hold on to God when you're frustrated, fed up, and feeling forgotten. So in a nutshell, what does that even mean? So when I am talking about being tired of trying, because we all get tired of of trying certain things, and some things we cannot stop doing, um, but this is more of like a spiritual exhaustion, and the trying to figure it out, trying to keep control, trying to maybe manipulate things to make them make sense. And we've tried all those things, including praying the right prayers and reading all the scripture. And for whatever reason, it's not quote unquote working. And so we're tired and what these seasons of wrestling with God might actually mean for us. I like that. We do have listeners who are like, well, what do I do? I'm exhausted. I'm burnt out. I don't know what to do anymore. So this would be the perfect book for them. So what inspired you to write on this particular topic? Do you have a backstory to give us? Yeah. So this happened to me, obviously. So I went from like very active in like Christianity, so to speak. I was in missions. I was in ministry. I was your go-to girl for the wisdom and the advice or make a sign or whatever it was, you know. And um, then I got married, which I had wanted to do for so long. And we got pregnant fairly quickly after that. And all of a sudden, I didn't work at my church anymore. I was a full, uh, full-time stay-at-home mom. And I just had an identity crisis because what I realized was that I had crafted my identity around what I did for God, not who I was in God. And so mine was kind of, you know, coincided with I had postpartum depression and anxiety. And so this story is of my journey with that and the lessons that God taught me over a five-year period of wrestling with him to let go of my bony grip of what I was demanding my life look like and instead give me more of him. So, yeah. 
I love that. I thank you for being vulnerable. I know a lot of times people don't realize that, oh man, I am in a deep valley and I feel like this is a really long time. I feel like I've been struggling for years, whether it's infertility or going through a family crisis, whatever it is. So it's nice to hear you say that you've had a like a five-year valley. That's a long time to wrestle daily. Was it just a daily struggle for you? Yeah, I think, you know, obviously you just have to keep moving right during those seasons. And that's the hardest thing is like, you just want to crumble. And I think it was, you know, I would have some good times and then, but I didn't realize I was actually living below normal level (laughs) for most of that time. So it was up and down for sure. And it was the learning, the practice of holding on to him because I just wanted to give up most of the time. <laughs> yes, and it's if if you work out, I know we have some athletes where an athletic background mindset too. Your grip strength starts to fail. Like I can only do fifty pull ups. That's a lot. I can only do five pull ups. I really don't think I can get to six. So I'm just gonna hang on, and I really hope it works out. Right, that's a good analogy. Yes. <laughs> So what type of person would benefit from your book? Do they need to be in a valley right now or, or what? I think it's for anyone who is in a season that doesn't make sense, or maybe they feel stuck and they don't understand what God possibly might be doing. I think I try to use the book as a way to say, hey, life hurts for all of us. You're not the only one that, you know, oh, you did something wrong or bad. And so you get this really hard life and everybody else is just like, hey, taking selfies, like living their best life, you know, while we cry about ours. Um, And I think it's just to reframe how we're looking at what God is allowing in our lives that maybe it's actually not happening to us, but for us. I like that. I like that little mindset shift too. Like, But you're not constantly being attacked. God wants to help use things for good too. And we know that's true in the Bible and the Bible's also, it also says that there will be trials. So just because you're not in a valley right now, doesn't mean one's coming, not trying to be all doomsday or whatever, but it's also, (laughs) it's also a fact. So it's nice to, even if you haven't gone through a crisis or in a slump or a rut, you can read this ahead of time and then you can go, Oh yeah, I have a tool belt for this here. It's called tired of trying. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we're going to hold on. (laughs) Yes. When readers pick up this book and they start looking through it, thumbing through it, maybe reading a chapter here or there, or reading the whole thing, what are some things they're going to gain? I think one thing like we just said previously is hopefully a mindset shift to think of how actually God is using even the hard things in our life. And I parallel this Um, journey. It's my journey of wrestling with God and Jacob from the Bible's journey of wrestling with God and the person whoever is reading it. And I think we see that when Jacob was in this really hard situation in his life, he prayed this prayer and God's answer to that prayer could have been anything, but it was a wrestle. And so we see how actually God uses wrestling with us to set us free. As we saw with Jacob in, in that he renames him, he gives him his true identity. And maybe we are holding on to some other identity that we've said, this is who I am. And God's like, no, that's not who you are. I'm going to tell you who you really are and send you forward for the generations that are coming behind you too. Yeah. I love that it also ties to a biblical story 
sometimes we see secular books and it doesn't really have that anchor and you have that and it's to a really great story and it's relatable and it makes sense. And it's also that theme of unity too. So you're not alone. I'm not alone. Clearly it's happened in the Bible. So nobody's alone. <laughs> right, right. What are some red flags if someone may be struggling with their identity in Christ or maybe they haven't, that's the missing piece. What are some red flags that might come up in their lives or in their thought life or habits? How does that manifest? What would make me think, ooh, maybe that is me. I need to pick up this book just for that reason. Yeah, I think like one of the biggest ones is frustration. You know, we are, we really do get to that place where we're thinking, um, I know something needs to change, but I don't know what it is. Or maybe we're kind of um, identifying it, but we don't like, how do I get there? And there's like this huge gap. And so that could be like one, oh, this is a red flag where it's like, I have this frustration. I don't know how to change it. And sometimes the Lord is asking us to look at what are the roots that are driving this frustration? Could it be that we're not grieving something that we are disappointed with him that he has not answered in the way that we wanted? And so our frustration often will lead us back to, we have some kind of wall maybe between us and him. Yeah. I like that. We talk about on the podcast, uh, God can handle your big, angry feelings sometimes. Go to him. It's okay to be like, God, I'm mad at you. I need to figure out why we need to repair this relationship. It's important. So I like that you're just echoing that too. It's okay. God can handle all the feelings. You just, you just talk to him about it. That's right. What are a couple of points? Well, first of all, your book, uh, our readers are going to love this. It's sectioned off in manageable chunks. And (laughs) our, our people, they are typically busy or they have a, they're being pulled in a million directions. So it's just even the flow of the book. It's really nice to just, Oh, okay. I'm at this part, the hidden benefit of frustration. Let me come back to it. I know I'm on that part because I'm frustrated right now and I'll be able to (laughs) pretty easily if my bookmark falls out or if I forget where I am in the chapter. So thank you for a good layout and flow. (laughs) Readers are going to love that. What are a couple of points in the book that you really want to drive home? I think one of my chapters that I feel like a lot of people maybe relate to, but aren't always honest about, like you were saying, sometimes we're nervous about being honest with God because we are frustrated. But one of my chapters was called When God Hurts Your Feelings. And I think it's just really about uncovering that grief that sometimes we're storing. And I read a quote by a doctor that sometimes, like for me, depression can result from something that you refuse to grieve. We tell ourselves it shouldn't matter. I shouldn't, shouldn't hurt me this much. And so we don't actually face whatever it is. And instead it comes out in our entire lives and we can't even keep moving forward. And so what does it look like to process um, that grief with him rather than to resent him because of it? Yes, he is the great counselor. So I love that you're bringing that up. You're using a lot of language that a lot of therapists would talk about. We are definitely pro-counseling. Everybody should go, especially if you're like, I I can't figure it out. (laughs) Let's unpack it a bit. Yes. (laughs) Oh, that's great. I love that. So being able to unpack and maybe you haven't fully felt the feeling. I remember there's a season where I was in counseling and my counselor was like, Brooke, you need to feel your feelings. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen once I feel them. Yes. 
What's, that's true. Do you have another point that you want to really drive home to our listeners today? Um, I think one thing that I like to share a lot is that God is not more in love with a future, more holy version of ourselves. He, <laughs> he loves us now as we are perfectly. And I think, think we love ourselves for God. <laughs> if we can just get it together, if we could just be more holy, then we could deserve his love. But we don't earn his love. We just accept it. And I think that's a real part of the wrestle is actually just receiving his love, not trying to perform for it. And when you have nothing to give and you're a hot, hot mess on the floor, broken, that's when God says, and I love you still like this. Oh, I love that. And that's so hard, especially if you struggle with perfectionism or performance or anything like that, where you feel like you're just, or if you just beat yourself up too much, I don't even deserve it. You're right. You don't, but look, here we are. God still loves you, even though... You are the hot mess. That is, it's going to be okay. You just have to accept it. And I think that's so hard with people not wanting to just, there's no strings attached. Just accept the love. It will be fine. It's so hard to believe sometimes. I know. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. With your book, what was, did you struggle with certain parts of writing? Like, oh, this chapter is going to be a hard one to write, but I've got to do it. Honestly, the whole process was so hard. <laughs> I like, I, I don't know what I was doing. I think goodness, I had a content editor that really helped me. So when you say format of the book, we will thank Christine. She is the one that helped me with that a lot. Um, I think I'm pretty naturally vulnerable as a person. So there wasn't really, there wasn't parts that I was afraid to share because I feel like it's there's power in us knowing the vulnerabilities behind our actual um, lives and our screens and all that to say like, Hey, if you're having continual breakdowns, same, (laughs) you know, like we're in this together. So some of them, I definitely, I think a lot of people could probably tell that I was crying during a lot when I was writing it because I just like feel things so deeply. And more than that is, to be able to be writing about something that God's brought me through and the gratitude that would come. Like I can, I makes me feel choked up even right now thinking like how far the Lord can bring us when we will just choose to hold on to him. So yes. yeah. <laughs> A couple of things I'm hearing you're choosing to be vulnerability. You're choosing to be vulnerable. And sometimes people struggle with that big time, whether that's a pride issue or they feel like they're going to be judged or they feel like they're the only, so it doesn't make sense. What would you say to the person that is having trouble being vulnerable just in that, in their Christian community, even just in their life? Group? Goodness. That's so hard because I know a lot of times it just doesn't feel safe. Like you don't have safe people around you. And so there's a reason why you have to feel like you protect yourself. Um, so I would say like one, pray for people that are your people, you know, the ones that are, praying behind your back and not talking behind your back. And there are those people out there. And I'm sure this podcast is a good representation of that. Like there's some girls that just, they love Jesus so much and they want to chase him with all that they are and that God will bring those people to you. And then just really the practice of like my brokenness could actually be an encouragement to someone else to say like, you're not alone. God is faithful and we're here to build his kingdom. And so we can be a part of it just by being honest. (laughs) I love that. And you're using the power of reflection too. So even if 
let's say personally, I'm struggling to be vulnerable. I can at least go back and look through all the hard times in my life that God has gotten me through. So if you're listening to this and you feel like you're stuck, God has gotten you through things because you can see evidence in the Bible. There's evidence in your life, actually, and there's evidence in our lives. Just take a look around. So even if you're struggling there, the power of reflection, I think, will help. And that's what you've done in this book, which is great. You're reflecting Jacob's life, your life, and what God's done all throughout. And you're equipping people to, okay, now you can do it, too. Here you go. (laughs) Yeah, I hope so. I pray so. So where can we get your book? Where do people get this thing? So it's available where most books are sold. Um, If you go to my website, there's a link that says my book, and it has all of the outlets where it's available. So you can go to that, ashleymorganjackson.com. I've also noticed on Amazon, there's an audio book releasing. So all audio people rejoice. (laughs) Yes. I don't know why it releases so like far after the other one is releasing. What's the release date on that again? I want to say the 26th. Okay. Yeah. It's still, it's still very soon, which is great. So I saw that as an option. I was like, yes, order. (laughs) But by the time this is airing people, you can just hop on or hop on Amazon. We are going to link everything before. Okay. Farron usually asks this question. So I'm going to just try to say it right. Out of all the things we've talked about or have not talked about, is there anything you want to say one last hurrah for our listeners or anything that we might have missed or something that you want to reiterate. You said it a couple times, but you really want to drive it home. Yeah. I think for anyone listening who is like, Oh, easy for you to say like that agitation that comes up. I completely 100% know that the way that my deep pain manifested in my life a lot was through anger And so I just want to say, first of all, if you're walking through something very hard, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that it's hurt for this long, but God is with you in it and he's worth holding on to. So just with all of your strength, he can give it to you. He can give you the strength that you need. Um, Keep holding on to him because it will be worth it. Oh, that's so good. I love that because that's also biblically solid too. It says in the Bible, God will give you the strength. Just ask. Oh, it's crazy. You just got to ask. Yeah. Accept his love and reflect. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Where can people find you? What are all the places? Where do you like to hang out? Where can we get more of Ashley Morgan Jackson? (laughs) You can find me on Facebook, on TikTok. I'm a Christian author on TikTok, but my favorite place is Instagram. That's where I hang out the most. Well, thank you for coming on the show. Listeners, we're going to link everything in the show notes. All you have to do is just scroll down where you're listening and click all the wonderful links. We'll get you the book. We can get you all the things. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Ashley. We loved having you. Your bubbly personality, it's contagious. I love it. Thank you so much for having me. It was great to be here.